episode of Perspectives with Jeremiah Stevenson. I am your host, Jeremiah Stevenson, and today I have a wonderful soul, Tatiana Zapardina. She's an actress here in Atlanta, Georgia. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing so good. Awesome. Um, how's your day been? Let's start with the day, because I usually just okay. jump right into it, but like, let's talk about our day for a little bit. Well, you know, the day is pretty good, because like, I actually just got back from LA mm-hmm. uh, yesterday, Okay. since I spent the holidays with my family in California. And I got back to uh, cat poop <laughs> in my laundry. Oh. And I get the, they get a little mad at me sometimes if I leave them too long. And I'm okay. like, oh, great. So <laughs> I was dealing with that. Uh, I've been trying to clean today. Yeah. Scrubbing my carpets because I, I don't like cat smell. I have two cats, but mm. I do not deal with smell. Like what? I am, I am making, I make sure everything is super duper clean. Yeah. And, so I did that. And then I went to go have a little meeting with my agent. And that went really well. And super cool. And that's and then I'm here. Nice. <laughs> I was I started Welcome. working on French today. Oh, that was really? fun. Yeah. Ooh, have you done French at all? Uh, I have house? before. I want to get I want to get back into it because I kind of miss like learning languages. Mm-hmm. Um, How many languages do you know? Uh, I, I I speak a little bit of Spanish, but I I used to speak Italian pretty well. Oh, nice. Because I, I was deployed to Italy. Okay. And I lived there for a little bit. Um, but you lose it if yeah. you don't work on it. Cause like no one speaks Italian to me. Like no one yeah. speaks Italian to me. They say ciao. I'm like, all right, cool, oh, cool. cool. Okay. Oh, right. You know some more? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, so we always start off with this question. Who are you and what is your story? Who am I? God, such, I'm like, I'm still trying to figure that out. You know what yeah, I mean? I think we all are. Yeah. Like, extent, yeah. I feel like I'm starting to figure out who I am now that I just turned 30 this year. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, you start realizing like you don't have as much time to waste on yeah. nonsense, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, so you said, what was the other question? Like, uh, where'd I come from? And what is your story? What is my story? Yes. And let's start from the beginning. Yeah, my story. Uh, I was a, I was a big baby. Yeah. I was, I was I ruined my mom's vagina for uh, forever. <laughs> um, born in San Diego. Mm. Uh, it was. It was not the nice parts either. It was more like the little the, the ghetto parts. Um, you know, a lot of like needles on yeah. the walk home from school. And you're yeah. like, whoa, dodge! Well, snap, but um, it was it was a it was a really tough upbringing. Um, but something that I think built my character over time. Mm-hmm. You know, because like a lot of the stuff in my life, I had to earn. Yeah, and I love it. Nice. I love it. Like sometimes I look around, I'm like, oh, how? Why would I want? this to be given to me like it's this is the fun part of like acting you yeah. know where you haven't made it yet mm-hmm. but you're just like working your butt off and you're like man i gotta like hustle yeah because once you're like there <laughs> you're like once you're like oh, yeah, okay i have there. like seven oscars <laughs> on my dresser what now like yeah. it'll just be offered like this is it like we're in the trenches you know just yeah. kind of going for it so um my story I was a tomboy, um, joined the military. That was, there's some cool stuff there, some regrets there, a little bit of good, a little bit of bad. Mm-hmm. I think that's in everything. Yeah. Um, then I started acting professionally about five years ago, moved to mm-hmm. Atlanta, just said, whatever, you know, go to a new, new city. I'd never been here. Yeah. Um, didn't know anyone. I knew Sarah Eckman, actually, which oh, nice. you work yeah, with. Yeah, you guys went to college Yeah, we went to college together. together. Yeah. yeah. So she was the only person I knew in the whole city when oh, I moved wow. here. Uh, so that was really fun. And, um, I, I, it's so funny, like to tell my story, like it's just, everything happens so fast. Yeah. You know, like, I think I just woke up one day and I was suddenly like a homeowner <laughs> with two cats, uh, just 
And I'm like, how did I get here? And, I, and I, sometimes I don't remember. Yeah. So, you know, I'll you're just like taking it day by day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what was your childhood before like middle school? What do you remember from that? How were you? Who were you as a child? That's like, I love that question. Well, it's actually kind of a difficult question, actually, because mm-hmm. um, I don't remember really? my childhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, it came to be known that my mom believed something happened yeah. and I repressed it, unfortunately. Yeah. So I actually don't remember so anything. Yeah. Like, we were like, you remember when you were a baby and you're like seven? I'm like, no, yeah. I don't. I, yeah. I like blacked it out almost. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but let's let's say like fifth grade is when I kind okay, of start remembering cool. stuff. Fifth grade, um, I've actually told this story before, but like it really has shaped me mm-hmm. into the person I am. I was very badly bullied. Mm-hmm. Um, as a young child, uh, because I was, uh, in more of the lower class, we didn't, we couldn't afford new clothes and I had, uh, two brothers and we all kind of like shared clothes. So I wore like boy clothes to school. Right. Um, I had lice and my mom couldn't really deal with it. So no. she just shaved my head yeah. and I was bullied for being, looking like a boy, mm-hmm. you know? And then God, like society is moving a lot more towards accepting people for whatever they want to identify as. Yeah. But back then, it's like you're a girl and you have a shaved head. Yeah. You're a he she. You're mm-hmm. the, and like just putting mean, horrible labels. And I'm like, I can't help that yeah. these are the clothes I can afford. Like, yeah, this is what I have. This yeah, is this is what I, I have. Like, <laughs> but um, but really being able to like rise out of all the the, the crappiness that people yell in your ears saying you're not good enough, you're not pretty enough, mm-hmm. you're not this. Mm-hmm. Um, really kind of made me. Uh, you know, value when you have good people in your life and find my own self-esteem on my own, you know? What uh, was that process kind of like finding that, like finding that? It was a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even have my first kiss until college, you Mm -hmm. know? And then like, um, unfortunately my first, uh, sexual experience was unconsensual. Mm -hmm. So then that led off into a path of like, didn't really understand who I was, didn't know what sex was, you know, just kind of let anybody have me kind of thing. And I really had to learn how to find myself Mm -hmm. because I didn't know who I was. I'm saying like 30 hit and I'm like, Oh, um, Hmm. Okay. Not wasting my time on you. Like, I like, it's just a different perspective. Like Mm -hmm. that when you're younger, you go into a bar and you're like, Oh, who's going to notice me? Now you, you walk in and I'm like, like, leave me alone. I've definitely got to that recently because i know a lot of people at a lot of the bars like, yeah i don't want to talk to you like you're nice yeah, no, you're, you're really not, sweet yeah, but i'm here to have a drink with the person i came with yes and like and enjoying just, like, people's company out. that like yeah that are like people that are going to stick by because mm-hmm. i have lived in a lot of states and you learn that there's so many more acquaintances than there are friends in this mm-hmm. life and that's okay yeah, because like there's some people that they come in your life for a short period of time but you experience something so great and you could hold on to that mm-hmm. And you had that moment, you had that love. You don't have to like be like, oh my God, we don't talk all the time. We're not best friends. Like, that's okay. Yeah. Having two or three people that are close, everyone else, it's uh, fine. One of my best friends back in Brunswick, he said, he, you have to have your handful. Mm-hmm. Like, who are those people that, like, your handful of people that are closest to you? Yes. And it could be one, it could be four or five, or yes. me, it's like seven or eight. <laughs> like, yeah. Who are yeah. those people? Like, and for everyone, it's different. Like, how do you function? What do you need? How do you learn how to properly, healthily? get the attention and respect and like all of that that just social social food to help you feel yourself exactly yeah i agree what was your high school years like high school was better um i i went to a lot of different schools because my stepdad was in the military 
So I went to high school in Washington State, mm. which is beautiful. Oh, no, and I almost yeah. got to like start new. Nice. You know, like bullied in California, got a bad taste in my mouth. You know, I was scared. I was shy. But I had so much inside me when it came to like acting. Nice. So yeah, high school was was an was an eye-opening experience because it was the first time I was able to find my voice. And I found when I was on stage uh, playing characters, I finally found who I was. Mm. And I wanted to go straight to acting. I was like, oh, my God, I found my my, my gift in life. Mm. I didn't – I was never good at any – I was never great at anything. Right. I was always good at stuff. Yeah. Like I did swimming. I was mm. a good swimmer. I did water polo. I did cheerleading. Softball. Dance. I was in the choir. Like I was always okay at everything, but I was never like the number one person. Like, this in is class. my thing. This is my yeah. passion. Passion. Yeah. Yeah. But then when it came to acting, for some reason, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I was always like ahead of people, mm-hmm. and it wouldn't be like I wouldn't have to work on it. It would mm-hmm. just be like natural, and I was like, "Is this what I'm meant to do?" <laughs> yes. And then of course, I still I believe in the power of training. I still sure. train today. Absolutely. But it was just like that that moment where you're like, oh, wow, this is my gift. Mm-hmm. You're refining that gift. Yeah. Refining yes. that gift. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I was in the military for, um, you know, four years. They took eight years of my life. Let's just say that because of college. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I just always was like one step behind of everyone. Like I couldn't find my place. I wasn't, I didn't fit in easily. I mm-hmm. was always a struggle. Yeah. I was always the black sheep in, in, um, in the military. And it wasn't me. Mm-hmm. And then right when I finally got out and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this now. I'm going to finally be able to act like I've always wanted. I could never go back. Yeah. And I think that's how you find your place. It's like, I was like, I'm in the military. I was making a solid amount of money every month consistently, mm-hmm. you know, and then acting, you're like, oh, I make no money. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. How do I know if I'm paying bills this week? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I'm like, but I'm happier than I've ever been doing something I love yeah. and I can't go back. Yeah, absolutely. You know? That transition from high school to college, what was that like? And then, so was it high school, college, and then military? or military High school, college, and, military, okay. acting, yeah. So let's take us on to that. Yeah, so college, I mean, those were the messy years. Because, like, I was a pretty good kid in high school. I wasn't, I was like a, a terror to my parents. Let's just say <laughs> that. Like, I was an emotional wreck, whatever. But, you know, I never kissed a boy, never went to parties, never mm-hmm. drank, never did drugs. Um, straight A student, you know, like oh, I, I was, I was, nice. I was, I was, I was a good kid. Yeah. Um, and then when college came and I had my first drink, uh, <laughs> first sexual experience, everything was like downhill. Yeah. Like yeah. it was more like I would just go to classes hungover and do the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. I would like the first thing I would do is like look at my syllabus and I'd be like, okay, how many days can I miss and still pass this class? Like yeah. that would be, and it was a that horrible was thing. Like, you walked in with. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was. It was like, let me just get through this, mm-hmm. you know? And um, I definitely look back and wish I would have spent more time. Like, you know, I, I love learning mm-hmm. and it, it sucks that I, I lost it back yeah. then. Cause like sex and alcohol really cloud your life. And people are like, it's just sex, it's just alcohol. I'm like, no, it's mm-hmm. not. If mm-hmm. it, it was it just it took it took from me something yeah. that like I wasn't able to get back right away. Yeah. You know? Um so college was it was kind of a blur. Like it passed by. I met some great people. Um but it was just kind of I, I graduated by the 
skin of my teeth. Yeah. Is that the phrase? Is skin of my teeth? <laughs> skin of my back? I don't know. <laughs> it's, a, it's a term that a lot of people don't use much. Yeah, anymore, my, my teeth yes. and my skin. My, skin, my back and my things. teeth. Yeah. Oh, I was hanging fine. on a bar with my teeth. Like, <laughs> yeah. It was painful. <laughs> it was something. I was like, I was like, all right, I'm barely going to pass, but got my degree. Yeah. And <laughs> so what's going that's on it. Next? Yeah. Yeah. So you graduated college. I did. What, what made you decide to go to the military? And what branch did you... I went to the Marine Corps. Awesome. Thank um, you for your service, by the way. Oh, thank you. Thank Absolutely. you. I was actually at a cemetery today. That's something I did, oh. which I thought I had some really good thoughts there, yeah, yeah. which I can talk about in a yeah, second. We'll but come back. Um, no, the military paid for my college. So I got a Marine Corps scholarship at, at high school okay. when I graduated high school. Okay. Um, they didn't offer very many, but mm-hmm. um, I was, like I said, I was a good student back then. Yeah. You know, I got a scholarship. So they send you to college because officers have to have degrees. Mm-hmm. So during the four years of college, um, you're also doing ROTC training. So okay. every summer you go and do like, um, we did quartermen, which is like you spend a week in each field in both the Navy and the Marine Corps, figure out like what you want. If you want to do aviation, um, ground training, uh, air, air training, or, or, well, Marines just have one week. Yeah. But, um, and then you do survive, mount, mountain survival training, which was super fun. Mm-hmm. Learn how to survive in the mountains, you know, kill animals and nice. like stuff like that. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't mean I like nice anyone. like kill animals. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm like, like I'm super just, south. No, 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 no. I know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But a lot of people that I'm meeting up here are not. So I'm like. Well, I just, yeah. I, I know that everyone's so sensitive these days. Yeah. I'm like, okay, listen, like yeah. sometimes you got to do what you got to do to mm-hmm. survive, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So. That's why I was in the military. They okay. paid for college. Gotcha. And then once you're done with college, you you get commissioned and you have to serve four years after that. So. Okay. So your four years of military, what did you do? Like, was it something that you were kind of like, I'm obligated at this point? Or was you it have like, to do it. Yeah. yeah. But okay. I was a public affairs officer. Once again, we went to a, I went to the basic school, which is a six month training program for Marine Corps officers. Mm-hmm. And then by... After that, they that you choose your like specialty selection. Gotcha. And there was only three spots, three spots mm-hmm. for public affairs officers. It's very difficult to get into. A lot of people want it because oh. it's like a fun job. Yeah. Um. What do you? What does it consist of? Uh, public affairs. So like, I would do like, like Facebook journalism. Okay. You know, um, kind of the image of whatever nice. unit I was that attached to. Yeah. 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 It's like a social media person, pretty yeah, much. Yeah. You know, awesome. like, and. The reason I want it is like it kind of has something to do with uh, film only because of the media aspect mm-hmm. of it. So I was like, okay. And then we also got to learn like um, how to do like interviews with the, with um, like news stations and stuff like that. So Ooh. there was a lot of practical stuff that I was able to really carry on um, outside of the military, which, cool. which is why I loved it so much. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, acting. You got out of the military. What was that story? When did you... What, I always wanted what to. clicked for you to like move to Atlanta. Like, oh, what was that whole little situation about? I was trying to get back into acting like towards the end of my military career. So I was doing like community theater, mm-hmm. which loved it. I was like, leasing these two plays um, that I had awards for both. That was at Steens Fair Community uh, Theater, which was amazing people. I love them so much. And then I was at the uh, Rivertown Players uh, doing Pippin. Oh, so much fun. Nice. It was ugh, such a good time. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I was getting back into it with theater. I was working with my friend teaching improv to kids. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. I'm getting an idea of like, I'm getting back into it. And I took some acting classes with a a gentleman who lives up here, Anthony Reynolds. And he's like, I was like, okay, cool. I'm about to get out in about three months. I'm going to move to LA. And he's like, no, don't do that. What are you you, you talking about? And he he knew the inside scoop because he's been doing it for a long time. And I was Mm -hmm. like, what? And he goes, oh, Atlanta is about to blow up. Mm -hmm. Like get there on the ground floor. And I was like, Okay, what you talking yeah, about? Yeah, sure. I have, I have nothing Sorry. to lose. Like, right. 
Like, this is a move. Like, yeah. I can go anywhere right now. So I was like, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Just go to Atlanta. And that, that's how it went. I just heard him say it and I said, sure. Cool. Uh, I do want to jump back, though. What was your household like growing up? Um, well, I was one of five kids. Mm-hmm. We all had not the same parents. We're all like half. Mm-hmm. Um, I was the, I was the black sheep actually. Okay. My, my, all my siblings, like even as adults, they all have their crap together. They're mm-hmm. all like, they're all just good, inherently <laughs> good people. Mm-hmm. My brother, he's a, he was out of the air force. Um, he's engaged now. Um, and h- him and his fiance, like they're just freaking perfect and um and then my sister she's married with two kids perfect uh my little brother even he's actually a minimalist who like lives in his van and and works at different renaissance fairs around the country that's really cool straight edge doesn't drink doesn't do drugs like just a good kid it like doesn't he's like i don't need things to be happy i'm like (laughs) i need everything like (laughs) give it to me there's some things that i need to have (laughs) yeah and then my little sister she's so smart she's in high school right now um she's gonna i don't know be a doctor a lawyer something i say that about my younger younger siblings are like fucking a plus yeah i'm excited to see what they do i thought the next generation was going to be dead and stupid Mm -hmm. because technology ruins you Mm -hmm. but i think it made them smarter faster yes just like that plethora of information right there they don't have to look at textbooks not at all textbooks like go to the index i have to go you know like (laughs) all right how do you spell this word yeah what page is this there's no autocorrect like what is this thing i don't appreciate i'm like they don't even teach cursive anymore I'm like, they don't. I actually, I so I learned <laughs> cursive, and it was. I, I can't. I love it. cursive. I hate I, lifting I the pen. I think it's beautiful. I just can't read it. I can't. Oh, no, read. I can't read it. Either. It's hard to read. I can. <laughs> it takes me a second, but like, I don't know. I feel like that should definitely be. Maybe everybody doesn't need to learn it. Yeah. Make it like this really cool, like, oh, yeah. you know, cursive. Ooh. I know cursive. Like too. calligraphy or something. Yeah, like you know? something that's really cool. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> but um, no, like just hearing about all that. Do you think that? And you don't have to, like, all these questions that like, you can talk about as much as you want to. You don't have to let anything go. Um, but do you feel like being the black sheep of the family, that helped, that helped kind of perpetuate later on as you got older and into college? Did that kind of, did you take that on is what I'm asking. Did you take that on and put that on as yourself? Like, did you describe yourself as that? Um, because you didn't see yourself as a whole or part of the family. No. So... I guess I, I'm using black sheep wrong mm-hmm. because my family has always been very supportive mm-hmm. and loving of me. Mm-hmm. I was just always the mess. I was always I was always messing up. Okay. While everyone knew what, who they were gotcha. and then kind of did what they needed to do and they were successful, whatever they did and mm-hmm. like find love so easily. Like, I don't know. All this stuff that's like stuff I want. Yes. It was very much harder for me to attain. Gotcha. That was what I meant. Gotcha, like, no, gotcha. my I'm, I'm actually... Probably like one of the only kids in my family that reaches out to each sibling nice. personally. That's good. And goes out of my way to help them That's and really see good. them. So you are, in fact, a good person. I was going to stop you earlier. I was like, you yeah. are a good person, no, too. I, I, and I know what you but mean. That's what I, I meant. I meant more mean. like, yeah, yeah, like I they just have it. Like, the military is really tough on me. Um, I actually didn't do well in it. Mm-hmm. And college I, I like almost dropped like i almost fell like it's just everything was like yeah. <laughs> really tough for me but i think i think going through those things and having those experiences you can share that your story and this is why i do the podcast yeah. is to share your story to help other people who may be in those same moments yeah so i have a friend that has been through a lot of shit um and he just started uh a community college doing 
welding. He just started doing welding. Mm, nice. This dude's been out of the country so many times. I couldn't count. He's, what, two years younger than me? Like, this dude's, like, intelligent as shit. But he's had a lot of stuff that's happened in his life. And I enjoy watching whatever's going to happen next because I feel like whenever he... As he continues to grow as a person and who he is, yeah. Like as he meets people, because of the experiences that he's had, he's been he'll be able to connect with people, and that oh, for sure. I may not be able to even talk to because I don't know how certain things affect people, or I don't know how like the mindset of certain things are. So I think yeah. that you being able to have those experiences, positive and negative, they're still very much a part of you. Oh, for sure. That you can help other people. And not even help, but just relate and empathize. I know. I completely agree. That's why I'm very open about, like, my unfortunate sexual history sometimes. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't think it defines me. Mm-hmm. I don't think it makes me a weaker person, a victim, or anything like that. But mm-hmm. it is more of a... I can relate to a lot of people yeah. who've gone through that and letting them know, like, that doesn't have to be your story. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it doesn't have to be the definition of who you are. Mm-hmm. If anything ever happens in that kind of instance, you know, yeah. you can overcome it. You can become a positive influence in this world and you can be able to like just be successful in whatever you do. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to stop you. And like, so I, I completely agree with that. Like yeah. bad and good, it all comes out and it is all able to like help someone in some way that you mm-hmm. don't even realize. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like, who knows? Um, is there anything that you... As a kid, like, what were your ideas of the world? And growing up, what was the differences? Uh, let's see. Um, <laughs> well, TV and movies screwed me up because no. I used to think, I used to almost, like, think they were real life. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds weird, but, like, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people feel oh, that sorry, way. No, I think that's... Like, <laughs> love. Okay, yeah. Love has changed so much over mm-hmm. the years. When I was young, I thought it was this. Mm-hmm. I thought it was, you see him turn you know there's the dramatic music swelling in the background and you're like there we go and then you say no i can't do this and then they chase you and then they're like but i love you and they dip you and like Mm -hmm. and then like you have babies and it's over (laughs) like literally i thought i would find my one true love Mm -hmm. very early on Mm -hmm. and it would just fit yeah you know and i don't know i just now that i'm older it's been getting harder to really open up to people anymore yeah. because you get you get crushed a lot, yeah. you know. And you don't want to have to continually you don't feel keep, that. You're like, now like, I don't even know what it, what love looks like. Yeah. I don't, yeah. you know. But then you then you, those times you see good relationships and you're like, okay, mm-hmm. it's out there. Mm-hmm. I just have to be more patient. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. So that would be the biggest thing. When I was young, I was obsessed with love. Yeah. I wanted kids and a husband more than anything mm-hmm. in life. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, I got a cat, you know, like I'm happy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what are what are your ideas on love now? Um, if you want to go into that. Yeah. Yeah. Like what are your ideas on love now? I think I'm, I was in a, I was in a, I was in a rough relationship these past two years and it was very eye-opening mm-hmm. there was some good stuff but there was a lot more bad i felt like mm-hmm. and the moment i turned 30 i realized for some reason that oh my god i just wasted my last years in my 20s on a man who i don't think really mm-hmm. loved or deserved me mm-hmm. and then i thought to myself no more yeah i'm not doing that i'm not gonna waste my time on someone who doesn't want who doesn't see me as like 
a queen, as mm-hmm. as a beautiful entity in this world, yeah. and who tries to take my light. If there if there anything less than that, I can't waste my time. I don't care if you have a cute face. I don't <laughs> care if you have dimples. Doesn't matter to me. You yes. know, like I'm like literally at this point in my life where I'm no longer looking for love. Mm-hmm. If the right one comes along. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm gonna be. That that's where I'll be. Yeah. I'll be waiting, yeah. but I'm not searching anymore. I think Absolutely. that there's a difference. Like I used, like I said, I went into a bar and you search and you look around for who's the cute ones. Mm-hmm. Was oh, giving that vibe. Okay, <laughs> now it's like I'm going straight blinders over here. If you want to get my attention, if you want me to fall in love with you, mm-hmm. you're gonna have to make yourself known, yeah. and you're gonna have to put the work in because I'm done yeah. giving my time to people who just don't, don't deserve, deserve it. it. Absolutely. But that, I think that also goes with, with friendship. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm like very on the on the side of like I'm not gonna invest time in friends anymore mm-hmm. that don't want to invest back. Yeah. Or like just don't appreciate your time. You're like, I and mean, then that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like like I said, I was saying earlier, you don't have to have everyone be your friend. Right. All right, there's acquaintances you see at parties. Hey, what's going on? What's going it's on? Good to see you. And then there's the other ones that like really like put the work in, mm-hmm. you know, put the pedal in the metal. That's one of the things me and my last guest were actually talking about is the seeing how relationships for us have changed over the last year mm-hmm. or so. And seeing like some of the people I used to call my best friends, we don't talk as much anymore. And part of it is on me, part of it is on them. Like we're all busy, but it's also two of them got married so like i that's understandable now that's their best friend yeah yeah and like that's it's supposed to be like that and so like it's a it's seasons and it's allowing people to grow apart but still appreciate what we had exactly because i can still call them up and just be like hey man like yeah they're not gonna turn you away right they just might not be able to see you as much as much and then we've had i've had other friends where it's been kind of like i just can't be around that all the time or like i've yeah. been putting a lot into this relationship and i'm not getting anything out of it yeah and one of the things um so with me my grandfather we had a step-grandmother and when my grandfather passed my mom kind of went back over into her life and was like wow this is like an unhealthy relationship with this woman like just her relationship with her and like these are all these like manipulative things that were going on and so forth and so we ended up cutting contact with her and then that was 2010 or 11 so my mom passed away in 2016 and so sorry thank you um i hadn't talked to her then but she reached out to her family again Mm -hmm. so literally all of my immediate family like have talked to her and then they're like my brother was like you should talk to him you should call and all that stuff and i was talking to my therapist i was like i don't like you don't have any to yeah like i don't i feel like it would take more out of me with everything that i have going on in my life it would take more out of me to try and even start a relationship and rebuild something there Mm -hmm. But it's not beneficial to me because there's other relationships like with my older brother that I want to continue to build and nourish. Yeah. And I cannot have that mind space to be able to do both of those things. Yeah. So I think I've had it both ways. Mm-hmm. Like I've had I had this one friend that we weren't moving changing together. Mm-hmm. She was still like kind of a very negative person, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like just seeing the world a certain way. And I didn't want to see it that way anymore. And she didn't like kind of grow with me. Mm-hmm. So I cut the relationship. Yeah. And I felt like that was what a healthy cut was, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, but then there was like my father who passed away. And I'm sorry. thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, our relationship was like, just always this, mm-hmm. but he was my dad. And yeah. I wish sometimes like, I mean, all the time. Yeah. Because like our last six months of his life, I didn't speak to him mm-hmm. because we were in a fight. Mm-hmm. And I was like, my my life's better without you. Yeah. And that was the time where I was like, I wish I would have stepped up and tried to mend things. Mm-hmm. 
and talk to him. Yeah. You know, so I've had both ways where it's like, it's a healthy break. And then the other ways where I was like, wait, if it was healthy, why did I regret it so much? It wasn't healthy. Mm -hmm. It was me running away from something that was painful Mm -hmm. versus facing it and being able to solve whatever the issue was, you know? Especially when it's family. Fam- yeah. I think family's just different. Family, it is. It, it's it's really hard to cut family. Like you, sometimes you want to cut. You're like, oh, they're so negative. I'm like, yeah, but if they don't have you, who do they have? Sometimes yeah. you're like, Ugh. one of the things I I haven't said this forever. Me and my brother, my older brother and my dad would always like kind of butt heads and stuff. And he, my older brother, would always come to me. Everyone comes to me. Yeah. And I think now my younger sister more so because she's like 18 now. But, like, he came to me one day. He was like, yeah, dad's doing this and stuff and stuff. I was like, homie, you need to calm down. Because without him and his dick, and I'm listening, <laughs> you wouldn't fucking be here. And I'd run around and say that for, like, a couple of years. And I'd kind of calm down with it. Nice. But, like, it, it is that weird thing where it's, like, we are literally blood. And it's difficult to maintain at least what even what what does healthy look like with someone where it's been very strained and toxic yeah. and it's it's a very it's a very interesting thing and i was talking to somebody else with their relationship that they're going through is like you have to forgive these people yeah and then you have to know that they may not ever change like that relationship may never change but can you within yourself get to a place of i've forgiven you i'm at peace i've said the things that i need yeah. to say that way I can grow and continue to grow. Because yeah. if you don't get to that point, it you get into a place of stagnation. Yeah. And then it affects your other relationships in your life overall. Yeah. I mean, love is about accepting um, somebody the way they are. Mm-hmm. And um, my I try to change my dad so much. I was mm-hmm. just trying to change him. Yeah. Constantly. I was like, this is what the kind of dad I want. Mm-hmm. And because he wouldn't change, it was conflict, yeah. you know? And then I look back, I'm like, I wish I didn't try to change him. Mm-hmm. Accept him for where he was and yeah. just enjoy him for who he was. Mm-hmm. And I think that's such a testament for how I, I should love people. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like, it's it's hard sometimes. I'm like, this is the kind of, I that little girl in my head that's like, this is what love is. This is what the guy's supposed to be doing and what's supposed to look like and how he's supposed to act. Yeah. If he doesn't open doors for you, he's not a gentleman. Mm-hmm. Like, all these rules that are tied up in my brain because of what I was almost maybe brainwashed as a child thinking. Yeah. But then I'm like, then I look back and I'm like, no, you know what? <laughs> I, I go back and forth on this all the time because it's a very hard conversation. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. Mm-hmm. I think it really is just dependent on the person and what they choose Absolutely. to do that's best for their life. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know? um, where do you see yourself within yourself going next like not career-wise but as a person like what what do you look for not even like relationship-wise but like what do you look for in growing as a person um hmm. i i'm really on this journey right now of like trying to find myself and love myself again Mm -hmm. because the last relationship i was in i quote uh, quote unquote (laughs) in um i lost who i was i was almost this shadow of who he was Mm -hmm. and i was so tormented by just this jealousy and rage because of things that happened during our relationship that i didn't know how to be happy or a loving person in this world Mm -hmm. i didn't know how to help anyone because i was so just in this dark cloud of shame and misery and stuff like that so right now i'm just trying to be like i'm okay with who i am where i am 
trying to give myself self-love i started therapy you know i am thank you it's fun yeah it's become fun (laughs) yeah i mean this guy i think this guy's really worth it Um, Mm. one of my friends recommended him and he's like i had one session so far i'm like yeah that's amazing yeah um yeah, and um, I actually don't drink anymore, so that's been amazing. Yeah. Um, what was that like? What, when did you? What made you get to that point? If you want to talk about it, uh, th- there was an incident. Um, just a way I acted when I was drunk, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to do that anymore, so I decided not to do it anymore. Nice. I mean, I think that's, and then it's it's a struggle there's times where i'm like man i really could use some glass of wine or Mm -hmm. everyone else is drinking me i'll just have one drink but once you're once i'm as far as i am it's like okay don't don't stop now because once you stop it's hard to get back onto that like success train of like not doing that thing and and also alcohol has always been like a center of ruining my life Mm -hmm. it has Mm -hmm. since that i mean that was the first time i drank was the first time i had sex unfortunately and and then it was like almost connected to that where like it, I couldn't have sex without drinking. And mm. every time I drink, I would have to have sex. Like yeah. it was, it was, it was such a manipulator in my life. And it would tell me these lies of like, you're not good enough. You're not pretty enough. You're mm. not confident enough mm-hmm. unless you drink. Yeah. You're not funny enough. You can't be around people unless you drink all of these things. Mm-hmm. And I relied on alcohol to be almost an interesting, more interesting, confident version of myself. Yeah. And I was like, how, how, who am I without it? Mm-hmm. You know? And it's, that's what I'm trying to find out. Yeah. I'm like, okay, can I go to a party and still have a great time without having alcohol being my a part of it? Yeah. yeah. And other people can handle alcohol a lot better than I did. But me, yeah. I would, I was in the Marine Corps, you know? So I was yeah. surrounded by these guys who were like, choke, choke, choke. Yeah. And then we were like, oh, you can go hard and go harder. Yeah. Like, and it was this kind of like. Um, competitive mentality, yeah. you know. Yeah. You're like, oh, now and then, you, and then like I get here and I can drink like, like three bottles of wine, and people yeah. are like, what's going on? I was like, oh, it's not normal. A, <laughs> Sunday, last year at on Sunday evening or Sunday afternoons, I would drink a full bottle of like the seven dollar and fifty cent like yep wine, and I just like, oh, yeah. Looking back, I was like, damn man, that was a lot of like, yeah, jeez, oh. yeah. And then the the time you waste of trying to get unhungover. So mm-hmm. like, I'm like. I would have two beers and I'd be hung over for three days. I'm like, what's wrong with my body? Oh, I'm wow. so old. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like, uh, I just, I, I was all those days of me like just sleeping because I could not function yeah. from being hung over. I'm like, I'd rather have those days back. Like life is so short. I don't mm-hmm. have time to waste it on that crap. Yeah. You know? Um, as you talked about like finding who you are, who, what have you found? Like, who are you thus far? Like, as you, because I know you're on the journey right now, but like, what things about yourself have you like fallen in love with? I'm starting to like my face more. What? You have a wonderful face. What? I'm so Thank sorry. Thank you. I, I'm, I'm, what are I you saying? I just want to like my face no, more. No, <laughs> I'm sorry for whatever was said as you were growing up and the actions that were taken. Like, I'm sorry that that was said because you have such a wonderful face. Thank oh my you. God. What? Yeah, well, well, I, well, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm finally starting to like. I'm starting to accept it. I'm like, okay, you know, what? I don't think I need to criticize myself anymore. Yeah. I don't need to look at myself and be like, you need to look like this. Mm-hmm. It's more like, man, I look good today, oh, yeah. and I've never, I've never been that way. I've yeah. never thought like, oh, girl, hello, mm-hmm. what's your number? You know, like, <laughs> no, it's always been like, okay, I guess. How can I trick people into thinking I look good today? You know, like yeah. it was, it was that mindset. And yeah, like 
you don't act like that in front of people. But right. that's what I but would think. But that's what's think. in your head. That's what's going on. That's I'm like, what can I cover? Out. Yeah, what mm-hmm. can I hide? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, eh, I think I like what I look like. Oh. So how has that has that transformed your acting anyhow? Because being in front of people so much and having that insecurity about yourself, has that changed your acting in any way or helped? No, I become I become I feel so different when I act. Mm-hmm. It's the only it's the only thing I've ever been confident in. Mm. Like as soon as some as soon as someone gives me lines, as soon as someone presses record, I like almost come out of my body mm. and I just feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be mm. and it just happens. Like I almost don't think about it. Yeah. And I'm not saying I'm the best actress yeah, in the world. No, I'm just saying like right. I've never that was they're the only moments I never feel unconfident. Nice. Is that the word? Um, <laughs> disconfident? Gonna, <laughs> like, no, dis... Un- anti-confident? I don't know. We can like- say disconfident. Let's... <laughs> hey, this is my podcast. You can say the fuck you want to. Yeah, there we, we go. Boom. We're done. Go um, <laughs> what's on your mind? <laughs> like, what would you like to talk about? Like, you have an audience. What would you like to tell an audience of people? You know what? I was actually thinking about this today, and I think this is a lovely time to talk about it. Um, I was walking around the cemetery today, because I went way too early to my... Um, in my uh, little meeting with my agent mm-hmm. at the Oakland Cemetery. I know. Have you been there? It's like it's it's like it's like near Grant Park. It's okay. Cross street from Six Feet Under. Okay. But they have like a whole Confederate Army section yeah. of like buried people, mm-hmm. and I'd walk around and there would be like little um, little tombstones that say unknown. Mm-hmm. You know, and it. I just, I just like I just like sitting um in military cemeteries and just like loving onto the service members yeah. of our country absolutely because i think if you're not a service member you, you don't understand it mm-hmm. you don't mm-hmm. like people look at the confederate army and be like oh they all loved slavery yeah. immediately and i was like and i'm just like you just don't get it you yeah. know like because um how it works is like i mean i was a service member during the obama administration i didn't vote for obama like mm. i didn't all the all the politics that happen like yeah. you don't notice yeah. cuz you're almost like only there for the men and women next, next to, you. to you absolutely that's how they get you to fight is you fall in love with the people that you're protecting here mm-hmm. you know so mm-hmm. like the, sometimes i think that's beautiful because i feel yeah. like we really do remove ourselves from where we are and then yeah. fall in love with like the ideas of things and yeah. we forget the people that are next to us. Yeah. And it's really sad because I feel like almost everybody does that. It is. Into a, and, it's, and I feel like it's been publicized a lot more recently than in the past. Yeah. Like, because we don't remember that. No. Like Bobby down the road. He's like, he's a person too. Like, yeah. He's a regular person. Maybe I disagree with him, but like, he's a freaking person. He has a family. He has people that loves him. And like he has really great qualities, but we decide to look past that and look past the person. And it's yeah, like, damn. And it makes it breaks my heart because like, since I, I know I know how it works, you know, like you know, like the generals, the the big guys up top, you know, they snap a finger and say, mm-hmm. send forty thousand troops, mm-hmm. not putting names to them, but their numbers, their yeah. percentages. They're like, oh, if if ten percent of them die, like that's pretty good probability, but that's still ten percent. Yeah, those people matter, and um, it just always just. Whenever I see an unknown name, I'm like, they can't be forgotten. That's not fair. Mm-hmm. Like Absolutely. someone had to have known mm-hmm. they died. Like that, I, I just, it. I don't know. Like I was in Cuba 
and it's a communist country. Yeah, my roommate actually just got back from Cuba. He went it's, it's two weeks ago. Yeah, it's freaking yeah. beautiful. Yeah, yeah but you know this. how they do it. Like the government takes all their money, distributes yeah. it. So there's a there's like a solid poverty line. Everyone's mm-hmm. kind of the same poorness. Yeah. You know, there wasn't much television. There wasn't no one had like there's few people that had phones, but like there's no phones, no Wi Fi. You know, mm-hmm. so they they had all these horrible circumstances thrown upon them. And the only way they could find like their happiness is what this is what I got. This is just my opinion. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But they could find their happiness was like leaning on each other. Yeah. So like when we had walked down the street, all the all of the Cuban people were outside of their homes, sitting in chairs, saying hi to everyone, talking to like that's all they have is each other, you know? Mm-hmm. And and that's how they train service members. Like at boot camp at um OCS where I went to, they tear you all down. Mm-hmm. They, they give you guys, they give us nothing. They give us no hope, no happiness, nothing. So the only person you can lean on is the person to your right and the person to your left. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and that's how they get you to like go and do these missions that that are all like a conduit. They're just like a step one to a step five that they might not even get to. Like, yeah. it's, it's just, it's just crazy. Like, I. I'm not anti-government. Mm-hmm. I just want people to know that there's so much more than you you can imagine. And it's not the service member's fault yeah, if absolutely. they're fighting something, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I don't know. Just, that was just something that was on my no, mind absolutely. today. I was like, I was like, this isn't fair. Yeah. Like, why, why are you going to hate the military? And like, <laughs> like, I don't know. I, <laughs> I was talking to, to jump back to the Confederate versus the North, like that whole thing. We were, I was actually at a party last year. Was it last year? I was at a party last year, and this young kid that was talking about some stuff, and me and my two really good friends, we ended up talking to him. We had this really good conversation, and one of my friends, his dad is in the Coast Guard. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were talking to him, uh, to the kid, and he was like, yeah, like I feel like America's going to, like, we're about to like have another war against each other. And I was like, my friend was like, no, we're not at that point yet, because they don't, like, we don't understand today that that was families fighting each other from both sides. Exactly. And we lose that. Like, we are not ready to kill our cousins like we're not ready to fight each other yeah it is not at that point yeah but like because of i guess like just all of the consistent bombardment of we are not equal like we're not like together we are not like everybody's different everyone has like they believe this they believe this that it's just like oh they we're gonna have to fight like no like we're no one's ready to get to that point yeah and i think that's a beautiful thing but it's sad to think that to see that being expressed yeah because it's like no dude like calm down i mean that's the beautiful thing about freedom is that like americans have the freedom to hate each other yeah yeah to speak up and say yeah. i don't like what your views are i don't like where your views are i'm yeah. gonna start a cult it's yeah like, you can do whatever you want which is beautiful but it's also like the scary part yeah you know Absolutely. but you can't have one without the other mm-hmm. if you're gonna too. give people the ability to do that they yeah. it's not gonna always be pretty like having freedom my, me and my mentor, mentor were talking about this is it comes with the price of responsibility like it is a responsibility yep like having freedom is responsibility being responsible like the way you live your life because you can do anything and everything you want to but like if you do that there are consequences are you mm-hmm. ready to accept those things like yeah it's, I don't yeah. know. It's a, no, I, it's yeah, a, there's so much to it. Yeah, it's an like, interesting conversation. Like when it comes to the Confederate Union, I don't know about the war. Okay? Yeah. I wasn't there. I wasn't there. I was not freaking there. I don't I, know. But I will say this. This is what I can imagine yeah. only because when I, I, I like I have so much empathy for stories within stories, mm-hmm. right? So like the South versus the North. Mm-hmm. The North invades South, right? 
And they're going to go in. They ain't asking you, hey, yes. are you a slave owner? Do you believe this? No. Yeah. They're like, this is a Southern. Kill it. Yeah. We can't have more. You know, Absolutely. like it's all a numbers game. That's yes. what I'm trying to say. Like the war is just about numbers. Mm-hmm. It's about bodies dead and who the last one's standing, mm-hmm. you know? And then at the end, it's like, oh, the big guys were finding certain policies that you're like, right. oh, had no idea. I was yeah. trying to defend my chickens. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it's, my it's, land, it's, like, it's not fair. This, right. Like, like a, a soldier who joins the Confederacy probably because, like, his brother joined, his mm-hmm. best friend joined. He's not going to let him go mm-hmm. die alone. Or his his family was just murdered by a bunch of Union soldiers. Yeah, yeah I'm, 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 yeah, gonna be I'm going to I'm going to defend there's myself so in many, this yeah, situation. Yeah, there's so many yeah. real stories within there. Mm-hmm. And all we sometimes can see is the is like the big the big thing yeah and it sucks because i'm like yeah like if it, i know a lot of people went to afghanistan and iraq yeah they went there for certain reasons whatever mm-hmm. they didn't go there because they wanted to kill family like right. there's just they, yeah. people just see that big like one sentence that fox news says it is and mm-hmm. it's like um no there's a lot there's more, a lot more so reasons more and like it. i don't know yeah. what to, like, <laughs> like it's Take a it's second. It's not fair. Take just a second. Take, yeah, take and a like, second. You know, Don't judge so hard. I feel like we just accept things and go with it and run with it. And it's yeah. sad because you can really find some beautiful things in like terribleness. Like you yeah. can find humanity in it. Yeah. You can find humanity in you it. You can find it in anything. Yeah. Like, I, like uh, I think there was like some Nazi sh- uh, soldiers who were trying to fight against that. Really? But like they were... Yeah, I forget. I don't remember where I read this story where like they were like very against what they were doing, but mm-hmm. they they were forced to become a soldier, well, and you know they would try to sneak out Jews. Like mm-hmm. there's so there's good you people have, in there. You have to take away the surface. Yes, because that's I was listening to uh, somebody, a psychiatrist, I think it was on YouTube, but he talked about how you do have to put yourself in like anybody can be that. There's a book by uh, a philosopher that kind of went over that and there were a lot of people that were just doing what was given to them. Yes. Like, you, it's like I have it, no choice yes, or I will or, be murdered. Yes. It wasn't like, like <laughs> I love doing this. Like, it's yeah. amazing. I love killing you. It yeah. wasn't necessarily like that. Maybe, yeah. It's for like, some people. either you do this or I'm or, shooting your mother in the yeah, face. Like, so, and, and it's not to. It's such a hard place to be in. Yes. And there's no excuse for that. Right. Like, there I'm, is no excuse. I'm not also, saying I am pro-Nazi. Yes, yeah. That's not no, what we're no, saying. No. But we no, are no, talking no. about the, the bigger picture of. I'm saying like the small photos yes. of like, okay, guys, everyone has their own story. Yes. And I think it's, we yeah. don't listen to people. And it's so relatable to today. Mm-hmm. You, if you look at someone and you're like, oh, they're immediately a slut for yeah. this reason. You're like, there is a There's story. There's a deeper thing that's happening. There's there. other stuff that yeah. you don't know about. Yeah. And it's just, it's so important not to judge mm-hmm. a book by its cover, yeah. you know? Yeah. Damn. Do you have any questions for me? Well, you said there's a question. I, I'm going to get to that. Oh, is yeah. that the end? No, okay, yeah. that... no, you're good. Do you have good. any questions for you? So yes. why this podcast? Ooh, because, let's see, let's see. I've been wanting to do a podcast for years. Mm-hmm. Um, and last year, I was driving home. And it was almost like I was driving home. And I was just like praying. I was like, oh, hey, good time. <laughs> I just felt like this download of just like, oh, you need to talk to these people and these people and these people. It originally started out with wanting to find like the weirdest, like craziest shit. Yeah. And like talking to those people and being like, what's going on? Like, why, did, why are you interested in this? Because I went to a furry convention like two years ago. No, you did not. I did. No, you did. are you? A no, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I, I was is, like, all right. No, no, I, I, I do have like the tail in the ears there that I bought there because like my thing is I love like I'm. Doing you love this weird things. You I love weird things. And yeah, I love no, I get understanding that. why people love the weird things. Yeah, because I think there's some truth to that. Like, and I think that 
you can't deny certain things. So that's why people are drawn to certain stuff. So yeah. let's find out about it. For like sure. You hate things you until condone. you understand it. Right. You know, you like you're like, you ah. shouldn't condone everything. I, I say you shouldn't condone everything, but you should at least try and understand it to oh an extent. Oh my God. That's literally what we were just talking yeah. about. That's crazy. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I went there and it was one of the most accepting places I've ever been. Of course. But it's also weird as fuck. Like, no, yeah, no. Like, Jesus Christ, it was fucking weird. Like, oh my God. And I was so happy. Like, once I left, I was like, oh my God, I know who's a man, who's a woman. Oh, like that was like, one of, <laughs> it was just weird. But it was one of the most, I had a lot of fun there. I met a lot of great people. I would love to go back at some point. But I was like, I don't fully understand it. So, like, I would love to have a podcast episode where I could listen to someone talk about, like, what kind of got them into it. But I've always picked people that I think, like, you're a genuine person. That's it. That's another thing. Like, I had Jason McDonald up here. And, like, we talked about, like, just genuine people. And especially in this industry, finding genuine people, for me, is one of the things when I moved up here. I was like, I have to have that. Because mm-hmm. coming from a small town where everyone knew who you were and, like, if you do some crazy shit... Bobby's gonna know about it tomorrow like and being able to have people that are being able that are able to be real with you and being in film you definitely meet like the people are kind of shady but I've been blessed to have like meet people like you and Jason I think Atlanta's just different I think it is you know I step in LA and I'm immediately like oh my god I'm so fat I went went to LA once last year and I was like oh my god LA to me is like an I-95 bathroom yeah. And that's disgusting for those of you who have been to an I-95 bathroom. Yeah. I, mean, I want to go to somewhere else in California, though. I, I hear San Diego's beautiful. Yeah. I never grew up in the nice areas. So okay. Yeah. yeah. But, but I, I hear it's nice for adults. Like, <laughs> nice areas. Yeah. But, yeah. No. Uh, there's something about Atlanta. I think it's because it's a smaller community. Mm-hmm. You hear easily. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know. It's right. <laughs> like, hear everything. I just heard something, <laughs> something. through the grapevine. <laughs> That this is a thing. Yeah. Is this a thing? Can you th- corroborate this? <laughs> yeah. It's just exciting here because, yeah. you know, we're growing so fast that mm-hmm. any momentum by any actor is good for this yes, place. Absolutely. So it's not as, it's not like LA where mm-hmm. it's like, I need it. Mm-hmm. Screw you. I hate you for getting it. It's like, it's like, you got something awesome. They're going to yeah. bring more stuff. It's a Let everyone. Yeah. It's like a it's real just, it's, we're growing together. You know, I'm like talking about that relationship. Like we're we're all growing up mm-hmm. here. If, if, if the people down here who are complaining, they're like, "This is what I hate." I hate when Atlanta's like, "We're just getting co-stars. We're never going to get there. We don't have the talent of LA. You can leave. Yeah, you can you, you can, can leave. Take that I don't want to hear you talk to my face. Mm-hmm. You you're negative, and that's your just that's your brain giving you an excuse saying I'm not going to make it. So I'll say like it's because of this. Yeah. No, it's because you're not working hard. Mm-hmm. It's because you're not maybe good because mm-hmm. you have a bad <laughs> attitude because you're pissing me off. Like, like, like I'm just so sick of it. I hate when people say that. It was like, Oh, we're not LA yet. I'm like, good. Don't I don't want to yeah. be LA. I, like we don't, but do not down Atlanta. Not at all. Not at all. No. Atlanta's awesome. Tatiana. Yeah. Now's the point of the podcast. Where our previous guest asked you a question. Okay, cool. What's my question? Would you like to know who our previous guest is? Who? I cannot tell you because... Why did you... Because the listeners must go back to the last episode to listen and hear the question. I'm going to ask it. But like, for those of you listening, go back to the last episode, listen to it, and find out who it was so you can listen to this episode and hear the question. It's convoluted now, but I usually say a lot better than this. I'm tired. I worked a lot today. Just go back and listen to the fucking episode. It's all right. So you can find out who it is. Okay, what's the question? This is a great conversation. The conversation, or the question, not the conversation. Our question from our previous guest is Out of all the days of your life, what day has impacted you the most, for better or for worst? 
Okay, well, um, this is the day that I actually let Jesus into my life. Hey! Yeah, so when my dad passed away, I went into a funk mm-hmm. and a deep depression of guilt and anger and pain, sleeping with everything that walked, started <laughs> doing drugs for the first time. Like, oh, no. I was, I didn't know if I would get out, Yeah, you know? Um, and then there's this moment, and um, I'll never forget it. It was, I was in this, like, after hours club that i went with this one guy that i just met like this short little mexican dude and like he brought me there and i was like yeah we're gonna party more and i walk in and it was like a basement and there was like only guys and i was i felt this weird thing in me you know something something was yelling and i was like i'm just gonna go to the bathroom quick and i go to the bathroom and i look in the mirror and it's the first time i saw what i became Mm. I saw like the cocaine in my eyes. I saw just drunk and sadness, and my face dro- was like dropped. Like I was almost like a dog, just like my, like I like like my, like my my cheeks were like down here. Like there's yeah. just there's just something in me, and I and I looked in the mirror, and I was just like seeing myself die mm-hmm. because I was dead. I I felt like losing him and just being a horrible daughter. I felt like I was gonna die. And it was the first time I look in the mirror and I heard God's voice. And people don't have to believe me. You know, they can find their own story. And I'm not going to push my religion on anyone. But it's, it's what saved me. Because yeah. he said, turn away now. Do not come back to this. And let me be your father now. Mm-hmm. And when I heard that, I got up out of the bathroom i left i didn't say bye Mm. left went home threw away the rest of my drugs got sober and like was celibate and i went started reading the bible everything changed like that it was a snap yeah it wasn't over time yeah which is crazy and everyone can say like it wasn't god it was this i'm like you know what let me tell you something when i was in the darkest place no human being was there Mm -hmm. Nobody came to to help me get out. Nobody yeah. reached their hand down. Yeah. He was the only one that took me out of darkness mm-hmm. and gave me a second life. Mm-hmm. For that, he's my savior. Like yeah. literally game changer. I, I I believed in God through my life, but I never experienced mm-hmm. his power. Yeah. So that would have to be the best day of my life and the worst day <laughs> the worst of my life. You answered the question twofold. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. That's so beautiful. That's so beautiful. I'm going to give you a hug. That's Aww. amazing. Um, <laughs> I don't even know how to follow up on that. Well, guess what? I don't because you get to ask our next question. I get to ask the next question. Next guest the question. Yeah. The question I am going to ask is if you could relive a regret you have how would you change it Hmm. and do you think it would make your life better today i like that that's a good one that's really neat i whenever i ask people to ask the next guest a question i'm always like you don't have to be like serious you can be funny you can be silly or anything (laughs) when was the last time you farted yeah like everyone is always like (laughs) just now (laughs) the serious questions that are being asked because Generally, I usually don't know who the next guest is going to be. Yeah. And so some people have been like, do you know who it is? Like, no. And I had one guest who I knew. I knew who the next person was. And the question was so perfect. I was like, that's amazing. Yeah. And I I don't know. I think that 
divinity is just amazing. So I'm excited to see whoever I actually get on the next. Yeah. I'd love to see who I have on the next episode. Um, For those of you listening, I intend on wrapping this podcast up entirely, um, or at least this season. I'm playing around with the idea um, on on January third or December thirty first. That will be my last episode. And 2018. I, um, yeah, nineteen. Yeah, we're nineteen. We're at the end of a decade. We're <laughs> Where the end am of a decade, I? And at the beginning of a new one. Like <laughs> that's wild to think about. Yeah. But I um, I'm gonna take a break with the podcast starting twenty twenty. I'm gonna revamp it if I bring it back and when I bring it back. I feel like I'm really leaning towards that. Um, so reach out to me. Give me ideas. Tell me how I can improve. Um, wonderful critique, like actual critique, not just like get a better mic. Even though this is one, it's pretty dope. It's pretty. I have the same mic. It's it works Where's wonderful. The- I've grown a lot from interviewing people and just having conversations. I hate saying interview because I don't, I don't read about people. I'm like, oh, okay. let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. Yeah. I've learned a lot from the conversations I've had. I hope you, the listener, have had. You've been able to grow from these things because that's what the point of this whole podcast was. It was to be a perfect. Listen to Jeremiah's smooth voice and whoever else he's talking to. Smooth jazz with Jeremiah, with Jeremiah Stevenson. Stevenson. <laughs> um, but it was to help people just get perspectives of other people's lives to help yourself. Yeah. So, Tatiana. Yes. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. This has been a wonderful conversation. Yeah. Uh, I enjoy your presence. You have a wonderful soul. Oh, you are loved so by much. people. Mm. You're like pretty wonderful. You as well. Thank you. You know that. You can find me, Jeremiah, on Instagram at P-A-R-K-O-U-R-G-3-3-K. That's Parkour Geek. You can also find me on YouTube at A Token Stake. A-T-O-K-E-N apostrophe S? T-A-K-E. <laughs> uh, a Token Stake. Uh, I haven't put anything on the YouTube channel, um, but I know starting December 2020, I'm going to put all of the podcast episodes on YouTube. Nice. With some bonus content. Oh, snap-a-doodle-doo. And a full episode with Derek Cowan that got deleted and we had to re-record so yeah that one's actually really fun you can also find me on facebook but i don't fucking know you so i'm not gonna add you that's true um tatiana anything you want to plug uh yes my instagram is at t zapar because my last name is zapardino so it's t z a p p a r you can also just look up tatiana zapardino there's not very many of me (laughs) (laughs) great well thank you all so much for listening thank you tatiana for being on the show We'll see you on the next episode. Be love, be life, be.